Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and the clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Kayla Erickson from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a tested focus interview with Dr. Min Shi. Thank you for that introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today we're going to be discussing um, B-cell ALL for minimal residual disease. Before we get started, I'd like to introduce Dr. Shi. Dr. Shi, could you just provide our listeners with a little bit of information about you and your background? I'm a hematopathologist at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester. I'm a co-director of the Flow Cytometry Laboratory. So Dr. Shi, the laboratory recently made some updates to this testing for minimal residual disease. Can you just give us a brief overview of that assay? The Mayo Clinic BAL Minimal Residual Disease Flow Cytometry Assay, the text code is B-A-L-L-M is intended for the identification of minimal residual disease in patients with known B lymphoblastic leukemia lymphoma who are post-chemotherapy, post-immunotherapy, or post-bone marrow transplantation. VALM is a 10-color single-tube flow cytometry assay, including antibodies to CD10, CD19, CD20, CD22, CD24, CD34, CD38, CD45, CD58, and the CD66C. We have used the, the most commonly utilized methodologies to detect MRD cells. One approach is leukemia-associated immunophenotype. The other approach is different from normal. So this assay is a semi-quantitative assay with sensitivity of 0.002%. As we know, CD19 has been used as a key, key gating antigen to identify BAL MRD cells. However, the novel CAR-T and anti-CD19 monoclonal antibody treatment may affect CD19 expression on the tumor cells, which results in a challenge in identifying MRD cells from the background cells. In this assay, we added two more B-cell markers, like CD22 and CD24, to identify residual BAL cells if they are CD19 negative. So kind of this assay is robust for CAR-T and this anti-CD19 monoclonal antibody treating patients. That's really interesting. So the changes that you've made to this assay really overcome the interference of these new therapies that are on the market for these patients, correct? Absolutely. Interesting. So these patients, you know, go through these treatments and at what point do they really need this testing or when should it be considered by clinicians to perform it? Actually, this assay, BLMRD detecting, should be considered in any patients who has been diagnosed with BALL and who undergo multiple bone marrow uh, biopsies. In other words, every time when a BAL patient undergo a bone marrow biopsy, this assay should be ordered or cons considered. So there are some BAL patients who already achieved 
ACR, or we call a complete remission based on clinical and morphological assessment, then this BAL MRD assay, flow assay, is necessary to evaluate the presence and absence of minimal residual disease. And there are some patients who had a recurrent BAL, maybe the bone marrow has been occupied by BAL tumor cells. Do we need this assay? Yes, we still can order this assay because BAL MRD flow panel can assess CD19, CD20, and the CD22 expression on the recurrent tumor cells. And all three antigens are potential targets of different immunotherapies. So for in-house patients, all the recurrent BAL patients, we order this panel just because this panel provides robust uh, B-cell antigen assessment on the tumor cells. That's really interesting, and I love the way that the testing is working, but one of the things that I have a quick question about is a lot of times when it comes to minimal residual disease testing, more and more places are doing things like uh, PCR or next-generation sequencing. What brought the laboratory to flow cytometry for this MRD test for this particular disease state? Why did we not choose those other methods? This is an interesting question. Actually, we do have other molecular methodology to detect minimal residual disease. But I can tell you, each molecular assays have their major disadvantages in comparison to this assay. Just to give you a quick example, so you mentioned real-time, quantitative real-time PCR. That is uh, one of the methodology, molecular methodology we use to detect minimal residual disease of BAL. But the method we're using is to use that quantitative real-time PCR to detect BCR-able translocation. So let me tell you, only around 25% of adult BAL patients carry this mutation. And only 2-4% to of pediatric BAL patients carry this mutation. So that apply this BCR-ABLE quantitative methodology have very limited utility. Although actually this quantitative real-time PCR methodology has very similar sensitivity to the assay that we provide, but just due to the population of BAL patients, they don't carry this genetic abnormality at all. And you also mentioned next generation sequencing. That is a perfect question because now uh, people are really, really like to do next generation sequencing. The next generation sequencing really have has a higher analytic sensitivity around maybe can detect 10 to the minus six. In comparison, it's better, actually it's better than our assay. However, next generation sequencing have a three major or multiple major disadvantages. One is it really requires, it is, requires original BL sample to provide a signature gene rearrangement of immunoglobulin chains. So if a patient, a follow-up patient, does not have that original diagnostic sample, you cannot do next-generation sequencing. And the second, we all know, next-generation sequencing is very 
complicated essay, very costly, and also turnaround time is long, especially when you don't have any diagnostic samples. In contrast, our essay is so simple, and uh, you just need a bone marrow assay, and you send to flow cytometry, we can give you answer within 48 hours. And uh, um, you got right away with a very reasonable, very good sensitivity of 0.002%. So it's a time, time it's very efficient, give you um, reasonable sen uh, sensitivity, and also can uh, give you the minimal residual disease percentage. So what you're telling me is that by using flow cytometry, we're able to, first of all, serve a larger patient population than we yeah. would with individual PCR-based tests. And we're also able to overcome some of the limitations that NGS has by offering our flow cytometry assay, just making it easier and more cost-effective for patients and clinicians to use and get an accurate result. Basically, two major things the first one can apply to all the BAL patients, no matter whether they have genetic abnormality or anything, all BAL patients. And also second, it's, a, it's a quick, it's turnaround time within 48 hours. Actually, sometimes the clinician need to know that right away. The assay is quicker and provides a faster turnaround time. It serves a greater patient population than some of the individual tests out there. And it overcomes those limitations that NGS does have that, that most people are aware of. So hearing you talk about how this test is serving the entire patient population, how are these results, you know, for this minimal residual disease test used for patient care? This is a great question. In general, minimal residual disease of BAL patients has proven to be a independent prognostic factor for BAL patients. So give you an example, the presence of MRD normally is associated with worse event-free survival and overall survival. And also MRD has been incorporated into multiple BAL clinical trials to explore its utility in guiding risk directed therapy. So MRD may be used to identify the high-risk patients who may require either a intensified treatment or novel therapy or um, to improve the outcomes of the patients and also to identify low-risk patients who can be managed with low-intensity regimen to reduce toxicity. And in addition, MRD uh, can be used in post-remission monitoring to detect early disease relapse for preemptive intervention. Dr. Shi, what it really sounds like this test is being used for is another piece of the puzzle that a clinician has as a tool to really provide an accurate view and understanding as they plan with that patient and treat that patient in the future. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming in and talking to us about this test. And I'm just so excited at, at what the new version can do, you know, overcoming CAR-T therapy and having a fast turnaround time and really using it in the patient care continuum. I just, I see a lot of good things for this test. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Happy to be here.
Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.